All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It is good to be with you all this morning, and I truly mean that. It is good to be here in this moment. Now, I don't mean this as any judgment at all towards those who are not here, but there is something meet and right about coming to church on a holiday called Thanksgiving to give thanks to God, who created, blesses, nourishes us, and keeps us. Yes, I like the parades and the stuffing as much as anyone, but Thanksgiving without singing hymns of Thanksgiving and receiving not just a yeast roll, but the very body of Christ is what makes Thanksgiving not just a secular holiday, but also a holy day for us as people of faith. And this idea of us being here in this moment is central to Thanksgiving. Our culture has a way of keeping us out of the present moment. We are conditioned to always be thinking about the past, either in a self-inflated way and always talking about how great we were, or in an overly critical way, where we're constantly analyzing our mistakes and missed opportunities. So many of our disagreements are about the past. They did this to me, and so that will dictate how I move forward. Now, this is not to say that the past doesn't matter. It's just not where we live. Sometimes, though, we make the opposite error. We live in the future. You know the formula. Once fill-in-the-blank happens, then I will be able to do that thing. We end up worrying so much about the future and trying to control it that we end up really not paying attention to the present. As we know, none of us know what tomorrow will bring, or even if we will have a tomorrow. And yet we fall into this trap. Now, of course, this does not mean that planning or working ahead is bad, but too much of a focus on the future means that we end up spending our lives pursuing a future that likely will never really exist the way we imagine that it will. And between the past and the future is now. It is the only time that we can be certain of. The present is the only time in which we can forgive, or love, or be joyful, or lament, or think, or be thankful. And this is a part of the reason why our society is in such a quagmire these days. We avoid the present because we are still fighting the battles of the past with an eye towards future power. It's why so many of us these days are so reactive, because we don't take the time to be reflective. Everything catches us off guard because we don't pay attention to what is all around us. Whether it is a phone in our pocket, a computer on the table, or a TV on the wall, there's hardly any place that we go these days where technology is not there to distract us from the present. In the Screwtape Letters, C.S. Lewis writes letters in the persona of a demon who is mentoring a younger demon 
on how to lead us, humans, away from God. And in one of these letters comes this lesson. The present is the point at which time touches eternity. Our business is to get them away from the eternal and from the present. The future inflames hope and fear, and the past is frozen and no longer flows. The present is all lit up with eternal rays. I particularly appreciate that line, the present is when time touches eternity. Of course, the hymn, O God, our help in ages past, is absolutely right. God was with us in the past. Likewise, lo, he comes and clouds descending is also true. God will be with us in the future. I'm not denying that. But if we're talking in terms of hymns, we don't think of be still and know the presence of the Lord nearly enough. From the present, we are able to have a different and healthier relationship to the past and to the future. We can reflect instead of agonizing. We can understand instead of evaluating. We can accept instead of denying. We can appreciate instead of judging. We can hope instead of worrying. And the reason why I bring this all up on Thanksgiving Day is that thankfulness requires a present-oriented posture. We cannot be thankful for the past if we are scrutinizing it instead of reflecting upon it. To be thankful, we must slow down and be alive in this moment, receiving it as the gift of God that it is. And this is exactly how Jesus would have us to live. In the part of the Sermon on the Mount that we heard, Jesus says, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Consider the lilies of the field. Will God not much more clothe you? Indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If we're going to look at the birds of the air or consider the lilies, we have to pay attention and be in the present moment. Looking at the birds means not looking at our phones or books or projects. Considering the lilies means not considering the conversation that we just had or the meeting that is coming up. Instead, Jesus is telling us to stop and be. And the reason why Jesus is able to do this himself and model it for us is because of his complete trust in the Father's abundance. He tells us how much more will God provide for us. We heard it in the reading from Joel, that even though there were years of locusts and disaster, God provides us with green pastures, fruit-bearing trees, and abundant rains. The psalm proclaims a similar truth. Those who go out weeping, carrying the seed, will come again with joy, shouldering their sheaves. 
And it's not even so much that God will provide, but rather that God has already provided. God's abundance is all around us. And yet, because of our fear, our insecurity, our competitiveness, which is all a way of saying because of sin, we take that abundance and turn it into an overabundance for some and a scarcity for most. But that does not change the fact that there remains an abundance. There is, therefore, a component of justice that comes with being in the present. When we stop and notice the disparity between those living in abundance and those living in scarcity, then we start to ask questions like, why do we have enough and they do not? These are hard questions, and so we avoid the present when we notice such inconvenient truths all around us. Again, as Lewis wrote, the present is lit up with eternal rays, and those rays shine light into the dark corners of our lives and our world. In the present moment, though, we receive the abundant grace of God, and this urges us on towards a response of thankfulness. And the place where grace and gratitude meet is in the Holy Eucharist. That word Eucharist is of Greek origin, and it means either good thanks or good grace. In the Eucharist, we are made present to the passion of Jesus, his sacrifice of love for us and for our salvation. And being present to this mercy and this grace, a response of thanks is summoned within us. The result is that hopefully we become Eucharistic people, people aware of God's abundant grace towards each and every one of us in each and every moment, and a people who have a posture of humble gratitude in response. And so celebrating the Holy Eucharist on Thanksgiving really is meet and right for us to do. There's a beautiful simplicity in this sort of present-minded faith. Yes, we can still have cares and concerns, but we don't have to feed them. Instead, we can seek first the kingdom of God, that clear and present reign of God's love and peace all around us. And by the grace of God, when we are present in the kingdom, all those things that we need are given to us as well in God's abundant provision. Now, I know it's time to get on with things. There's a parade to watch travel plans to make, or a turkey that needs to get in the oven. Those are good things to do today as well. But make sure that you also take some time to consider the lilies today, because they are waiting to remind us of God's abundant grace.